Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your children, and your partner. We are going to give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. This is Felicia Allen. I am a social media marketer, writer, and a mom to three boys, ages four, two, and one. And I'm Tara Lynn Griffin, an English professor turned stay-at-home mom to four kids, ages 10, eight, five, and two. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you, our awesome listeners. Let's find the magic together. Okay, guys, so we have some special guests this episode. We are recording a day late because we are on vacation at the Oregon coast with um, our family. So we have Terilyn's mom and sister, Jeannie and Caitlin, so my mother-in-law and sister-in-law, and they're going to record the episode with us today. So we're going to go around and share a high five and a face palm, um, each of us. So my, I have a high five today about our trip, and that is that when I was packing, it was looking like a lot of stuff, as it does with families. And so I decided I'm just going to bring three outfits for each kid and then we have washer and dryer here and just wash them and I was nervous because I thought that could backfire by having no clothes but it actually worked good just washed in the middle and used outfits again and so I'm feeling good about this minimalist packing which I'm not normally good at <laughs> so that's my high five okay Jeannie's gonna share her high five face palm Okay, so I did a polar plunge with the other adults, and that was freezing ocean. It was freezing, freezing in Oregon, and I'm used to like Caribbean and nice, (laughs) and it was just freezing. And just to put my feet in, it hurt like the cold river, and I just could not even do it. But no, I did it, and we had to stand minimum 10 minutes. And I you stayed in longer, stayed in for like 20. So, yes, I mastered the cold. I ran out at 9.59. <laughs> and before we got in, Parker, Felicia's husband, and, you know, my brother, he, like, leans over to my mom, and he's like, if you want to get out early, I'm going to seriously pressure Peer you to pressure. stay in. <laughs> but it's for your own good. But it wasn't even needed. You did it. Yes. Awesome. Well, because we were trying to get the health benefits of the anti-inflammation and all that. So yes. there was a purpose. And <laughs> yes. It wasn't just torture. Instead, we body surfed. And yes, we did it. So <laughs> I love it. Nice. So this is Kaylin, my sister. Yes, so um, mine is a face palm from, so I just had a newborn baby. He's going to be eight weeks on uh, tomorrow. And so I'm figuring out all the things of just being a new mom. And so recently I was changing, his name's Emmett, I was changing his diaper. And obviously like as a newborn, it's kind of runny. And I was changing it and I couldn't put it, like couldn't put the dirty diaper down by his feet because he was kicking everywhere. I knew he'd get his feet in it. So I put it up near his head, like finished everything that I was doing, put away the diaper, like got him dressed again, and then ended up laying him down for a nap. And it wasn't until I picked him back up from his nap and I was feeding him that I I looked at the top of his head and I saw something kind of orange and crusty on there. (laughs) And I I started kind of like picking at it and I realized he had poop on his head. So I had gotten poop on his poor little head and poor guy, he can't do anything about it. He was just sleeping through it and everything. So... 
Anyway, that was my face palm is getting getting poop on my baby's head. <laughs> I guess it's a sweet newborn poop. Yeah. Sugary it's newborn true. poop. And guys, he is so cute. He has like this like thick black hair. So it's probably like crusted in the hair. It's beautiful. Yeah, it, it was yeah, nice little gel. He's actually here with us too, so if you hear him, yeah. He's sleeping. In fact, you guys, you'll probably hear some ambiance stuff. We're here at the beach, so you probably hear the ocean in the background, and if you hear like shoveling and rocks. It's all of our kids and husbands are kind of a ways off, but it's our husbands are digging in the rocks to help the kids build these giant, like some fortress. Sand yeah, sand city. So if you hear that, it's just our awesome husbands being great <laughs> digging in the in the sand. But okay, so uh, so this is Tara Lynn. If you can't tell the difference in our voices, we hear a lot that we sound the same. But mine is a face palm, and so the drive here was 11 hours, and we split it up, but, you know, it was at the end of the 11 hours, and we're coming up, and my oldest, she gets car sick so easily. She's more than any of my other kids. So she, at one point, is like, guys, I'm going to throw up. So, you know, we pull over really quick. She climbs out of the car, and poor little thing just throws up, and I'm out with her. You know, everybody else is in the car, and guys, I was gagging my guts out. <laughs> How long have I been a mom? Like, we're on the side of the road. People are driving past us. And I have my hand on her back, like, patting her, like, it's okay. It's okay. Like, I was told that when I became a mom, I would get mom power. And, like, that wouldn't bother me. But I still... When my first baby, I swear I gagged like every diaper change. I don't, I don't gag at diapers anymore, but I still gag on throw ups, <laughs> like a, like I'm a kid. Anyway, so that's my face palm. I still do not have vomit you mom power. In, yeah, you I didn't throw up. I didn't actually throw up. I have, I have. I remember cleaning up when she was little, throwing up on the floor, and I threw up on the floor too. It was oh, lovely, yeah. probably more than once. But yeah, no throwing up. So you know what? It's a face palm mixed in with a high five yeah, because exactly. I didn't actually throw up. Yes. But yeah embarrassing and yeah i'm sure people are like what's happening they're driving past i'm patting i'm just like <laughs> driving myself <laughs> anyway so there you go there's my baseball okay so we thought it'd be fun in this episode to share our f- our favorite in this moment piece of parenting advice we've gotten thus far on our journey so we have the sage wisdom of Jeannie. she's gonna bring in something really deep but i'm gonna go first <laughs> with my medium experience <laughs> And that, so my favorite uh, piece of parenting advice that I've received is, or a thing that I've read is um, when your kids are misbehaving or going through like a hard time where they're not being themselves or just doing something out of the ordinary or even just like in the little parenting moments when they're misbehaving is to... Obviously, we talk about the pause a lot, but more than that, like to take a look at what's happening and think how it's um, triggering something in you. So before I thought about this, when my kids would misbehave, like hit their brother or, you know, not listen to something I I was saying, I never tried to use it as a learning moment for me because I was like, well, they're just a kid and they just do this kid stuff and I need to like have a consequence for this kid stuff. But now after reading The Wakened Family and The Conscious Parent by Shafali Tosberry, um, I Sawberry. T S, yeah. <laughs> we'll link it. Um, I've started to in those moments, and especially in stuff that's reoccurring, think 
how am I playing a role in this and bringing this out of my kid or what is this so her whole her whole theory is that our kids are teaching us stuff that we have like locked in our own egos so how how am I being triggered by this that's a reflection on me and not necessarily on them so if my kids you know talking back a lot do I have something locked up in my ego where I'm like, you will not disrespect me, like that feeling. And so I tried to take a look at it. And n- so not that I then don't teach them that that's disrespectful, but I'm not letting it trigger my ego. So that's my favorite parenting advice is to look at what is my kid doing that is triggering my insecurities or my weaknesses or whatever and try to learn from it and strengthen that in myself before I discipline or do whatever I'm going to do. You guys have any thoughts on that? Have you experienced that? Every day. <laughs> Every day. Because like yes. like our kids do trigger us. It's impossible not to have it happen. Yeah. It can teach us something. Like yep. It. If you can master that, that's huge. Yeah. Well, it's lifelong. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> okay. Jeannie's going to share. Okay. So when I was young, my grandma used to say this too shall pass. I never got what she was talking about. So it wasn't really good advice to me because I didn't really get it. But as I've gotten older, I have realized it really has to do with life and parenting in that every little phase your kid goes through, this too shall pass. So sometimes you almost think, oh, I can't take another day of this, you know, the baby waking up, pushing the binky out a hundred times or, uh, you know, some little toddler thing. But it's just a phase and it really will end. And not that that means... You shouldn't try to get to the bottom of it, figure it out, work with it, see if you can solve it, because that's our job. But when you know this too shall pass, it's like, really, it's probably gonna it's probably gonna last a few weeks, and then you're gonna deal with a new one. So mm-hmm. instead of getting, you know, too worried or too stressed, yeah, work on it, but it's gonna end, and then you'll end up with a whole new phase. Mm-hmm. And even when you think you have it with one kid, the next kid's different, so you got to learn again anyway. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of takes a, a puts a whole new perspective on it to just be present. You do the, we do our best we can, and it's going to pass, and we'll go to the next, there will be another phase, and we'll deal with that. Mm-hmm. But it kind of, if we can somehow enjoy and be present along the way, and just know, we'll just go to the next phase. I wish I would have understood what she was saying, or I wish I could have gotten that, but even in my phase now in my life, where I am now, if I could look at everything like, yeah, this maybe is a rough time, but this will pass, and then something else will come, and just enjoy or learn from this experience now the same thing I think I'll, I'll be happier and I think it changes your attitude in the moment you're less like hyped up about mm-hmm. if I have to live with my kids smacking another kid at the playground for the rest of my life I'm gonna go crazy but if you kind of have that perception like this is just a phase we can get through it you know another couple weeks I think that's really wise yeah yeah, or a couple years. Yeah, a couple years. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break and we'll come back with Tara Lynn and Caitlin's piece of advice. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, guys, so this is Tara Lynn, and I am... My piece of advice comes from my wise mother that she taught me growing up, and this actually doesn't have so much to do with... It is connected with parenting, but it really has more to do with yourself. And she taught me, ever since I was really, really little, she let me, she didn't start with saying it. She started by just modeling it. And it was taking care of yourself. So she grew up with a mom, and I hope this is okay that I share this, but her mom was a wonderful, loving mother, but didn't take care of herself at all. Like, always would very deliberately, like, I'm, I need to go to a doctor, but I'm not going to go to a doctor. You know, she would never exercise or do anything that anything that would show like self-care at all for herself and she did it uh, very openly in a way that like you know I'm sacrificing myself and my mom said growing up all it did was just make her feel insecure like well my mom's not taking care of herself so now I'm worried about her and I'm sure it probably overlaid some guilt on you unintentionally right Mm -hmm. as a kid so so because of that, my mom was always like, and she said she actually had to like overcome, right? You have to overcome your own guilt of, yes. I am going I'm to spend in- the money. I'm going to do it. I'm going to exercise regardless. Yeah. And she had to like retrain herself because it's hard to do that if your mom didn't model it. But then to us, it was never, there was no apologizing. It was just, I'm going to do this because it makes me feel better and I feel healthy. And she was still like balanced in every way and not like obsessive about anything like it was just a balance it was it was literally just as simple as I'm gonna take care of myself and this helps me feel better Mm -hmm. and so I watched her growing up it was never I never felt like oh my mom really needs to go to the doctor but she's not gonna go or she's not taking care of herself and I feel bad like she wants to work out but she's not going to yeah yeah she just took responsibility for filling up her own self-care and we've talked a lot about self-care that self-care doesn't require a high price tag or anything It, it requires you looking inside of yourself and connecting with yourself and taking care of your body and all the things, you know, taking care of yourself, really. And so she really modeled that for me, which I love. And she'd also, she'd also say to me, if somebody, come, we were, you know, about being authentic, like she'd say, um, well, if somebody compliments you on something that's not real on you, then that's not you, right? And so I grew up thinking whatever my hair color was, was the best hair color for me. And my skin color, which we've talked about my skin color on this podcast. I have really fair skin. And, and even though sometimes I'd want tanner skin, she'd always be like, how you are made is just the right color for you. You know what I mean? Like God puts you together just how you are. And so I grew up thinking, yeah, my hair color is the hair color that's best for me. And my eye color is the eye color that's best for me. And like that kind of confidence, like looking back as a teenager, I'm not saying that I was, I didn't have insecurities because all teenagers have insecurities. But I had a mom who from the beginning was like, you are just how you're supposed to be. So I didn't feel pressure from her to like do something to mold myself into something else. And what it's translated into is now as an adult, I don't feel apologetic if I'm going to wake up or I'm not finished with my miracle morning when my kids get up and I let them just watch me finish it or finish with my journaling or, 
even that guilt. Yeah. They don't see me trying to mold my body into something that it's not even made to be because I want to be, have a different body type. You know what I mean? Like, and I think it's the just, authenticity is rare and also super important now because kids are bombarded with how everybody else looks. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Really- and we know from Brene Brown that you can actually say things all you want to kids, but it's what you model when it comes to, they oftentimes, oftentimes, the natural pattern would be how you look at yourself and your body and your mind is how they're going to look not at you, but at themselves like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So I feel like she really modeled that. And that's what I'm attempting to model now to my kids. But I want, I want them to grow up knowing that, yeah, who you are is who you are and you just be your authentic self and take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's what really matters. And I feel like now as an adult, I can even take it a step further and say, even like people complimenting me, it's just, their opinion it has actually more to do with themselves than even me mm-hmm. so i feel like now that i'm older it's almost like all the compliments feel nice they're like icing on the cake i feel like i'm almost more free from other people's opinions because she'd started with me with that base so i think it totally applies to parenting in that this is the best advice ever modeling just taking care of yourself care. unapologetically mm-hmm. not in a and That's I do okay. want to clarify that, yeah, it wasn't like a, I'm going to take care of myself all day long because that's all that matters. And I go here and I get this done. I go here. It wasn't like that. It was just, she, we just observed her very in a balanced way. Yeah. She'd exercise. She'd cook us delicious, healthy meals that were totally balanced and not obsessive in any way. So it wasn't like in a selfish way. It was just the concept of taking care of yourself so you can give to others. Cause I really think that it's just like a car. If you don't fill up your own tank with gas, you can't take anybody places. And as a mom, you're a suburban, like you're like carrying a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. So it's important to have your own car. Mm-hmm. You know? I always think of the, in an airplane analogy, like put your own mask on first. Yes. yes. Even with babies and kids. Yes. yes. You have nothing to give if you're just running on empty. Yeah. And I think it makes you, you can show up and be present. Like some of my favorite memories of my mom were like running through the sprinklers with her like she'd like come and like run through them with us or we do like an art project and she'd sit down with us and she's a really good artist and she'd like teach us how to do it so she was present and engaged with us but I also knew that like I didn't have to worry about her she wasn't like trying to do two things at once she took care of herself and then was with you yeah Yeah. I agree with that well I love that but the one thing that I love with that is with my mom and to, the, to this day when she passed away, it was like, um, she was, she was kind of the martyr and we just felt horrible about it and we just felt guilty and she didn't have the money. She didn't think she had the money to go and she didn't take the time and, and we just hated that. And so we all said, we, yeah, we weren't going to, we weren't going to do that. So, and people, money to go to the doctor. Yeah, she's mon- saying, yeah, money to go to the doctor, money to do her hair, or money to do anything preventative. And and I just feel like, yeah, it's, it's a gift to your children, yeah, to take care of yourself, and it's a gift to yourself. And so anyway, thank you for noticing that. But yeah. it wasn't good growing up. You think that when you're sacrificing, you're being the martyr, that you're being the good mom, but you're actually, it actually hurts the kid, mm-hmm. it hurts your and children. And then you're resentful yes. sometimes yeah. towards them yeah. or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. So there was a lot of that. Which makes so you're not showing up for them. It's mm-hmm. like the biggest paradox that mm-hmm. if you just take some time to fill up your own bucket, mm-hmm. then you can give so much better. Yeah. Yes. And we've had a lot of questions. People like, but you do that even when you like have a newborn baby. And I think it's really important to clarify that it's not like, again, you know, four hours a day, you know, yeah, it could be 10 or 20 minutes, whenever it works for you in the morning at night, but to refill your gas tank. 
Yeah. So it doesn't have to be a big, big, big deal. Yeah. When I have a newborn, and we've talked about this on our first and second episode, and again on our, again on our hone your morning routine um, podcast, but you can, I pare it down to when I have a newborn, it's six minutes a day, but it's still a six minutes dedicated to me and connecting with God and to myself, you know, and that's where. And a yeah. shower. And a shower. <laughs> yeah, that's a good and one. And a shower. That's a yes. good one. I can attest to that. <laughs> my mom actually came out and helped me when I first had my baby, and it was so funny because, yeah, like, the like it was two days after he'd been born, and we were all just, like, you know, I had just gone up, and I had brought the baby out and, of course, like, had been up a few times during the night feeding him and whatever, and she was like, okay, I'll take the baby. You go shower. Like, you go do your thing. And it's true because it just feels good. When you oh feel good. Feel like a human. Yeah, you feel mm-hmm. you can actually put forth more energy. And- Especially after you have a baby and you have, like, spit up and all sorts oh, of many unmentionable things all over you. <laughs> all sorts of fluids. Many, many fluids. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. Okay, and then so for my, like, the best parenting advice that I've gotten so far. So, like I said, I... I have one baby and he's eight weeks old. Um, but honestly, like my best piece of advice actually is the pause. Um, just like taking a minute just to like assess, breathe and like think it through. Because I think especially like with a newborn and being a new mom, like I don't know. I don't know what he needs all the time. Like I have no idea. And he really only has one way to to communicate. So I think like one of the best things that I ever got, and it was actually from all three of you, from Terrell and Felicia and my mom, of just like taking a breath and like thinking. So like if I hear him cry, and sometimes I don't like, he kind of just like gets up, like he'll, I'll give it like 10, even 15 seconds, sometimes 30, and he'll just like stop crying because all he needed to do was just talk. And I think for me, that was just like something that's given me a lot of sanity because I don't have to know the answers to all of it. And um, there was just a couple weeks ago where, I feel like he's actually a really good, easy baby, but there was a couple weeks ago where I felt like I hadn't gotten a lot of sleep and I had been up since like early in the morning and he, I couldn't figure out like what was going on. He just seemed like he wasn't loving it. Like I just couldn't get it. And, um, and so I was like, I was struggling and I, I just wanted him to like go to sleep and take a nap so I could take a little nap. And I like got on Marco Polo with like all three of you guys. And I was like, okay, you guys, I need help. Like, I don't know what's happening. Like he keeps spitting out his binky. Like he's not like, I feel like he won't go to sleep, but like, I'm so tired. And I, I felt like it was the first time where I was like, I just was struggling. And my mom called me like immediately after the Marco Polo and was like, Hey, like, so she just like, listened to me. I like cried a little bit. And she was like, you know what? She's like, we've all been there. And she's like, and the like, she's like, the thing is, she's like, we all pretend like we know what's going on. Like, maybe they're teething, maybe this is happening. But she's like, but the truth is, we're just making it up. And she's like, it's okay. Like, it's okay to like, just, we've all been through it. And like, she kind of said, like, this too shall pass. Like, even when you have like a hard day or a hard hour or whatever it is, it's gonna pass. And I think it kind of goes along with the pause, just like taking a second to be like, okay, like, it is not the end of the world that he's crying. It's okay. And so I think that's something that actually has just been really helpful for me with a newborn and figuring out like how to be a good mom and like how to parent. That's been something really good for me to just like take a breath and assess the situation. That's been good. Excellent. I think the pause is huge. We actually have an episode if you want to review. It's called The Pause mm-hmm. and something else after that, but mm-hmm. we'll, put a, we'll put a link to it. Um, anyway, so yeah, thank you. That's some excellent advice. 
Can I add else? a thing to that? So the thing that I love, that I love about this podcast, so I listen to it all the time. I don't have little kids, but I listen to it. But I love to listen to my kids. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I loved, and I remember Terrilyn said that everybody needs their women, their woman tribe. And we need to help each other, raise each other's kids, help each other through not just that, but through empty nesters through our whole lives. And if we have women in our lives that we can turn to and learn like, you're not alone, Um, this is common, how can I help you? Just even being a friend and listening. My best friends are my kids and then I can turn to them. And that's to me what this podcast does, especially if you didn't have family close or if you didn't, but to know you're not alone and we're all dealing with the same stuff. I mean, it's not rocket science, but we're all just trying to deal with it. But if we have our women tribe, if we have people that we know that we trust and we're all just trying to do our best, none of us are perfect, but we're all just trying to do our best. And to me, what this, that's what this podcast kind of does is it gives people a women tribe that we can really turn to and we're not alone. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, I'm grateful for that. Yeah, I love that. And also, so on that note, we love answering your guys' questions and, um, basing our podcast episodes on what our listeners want us to talk about and research. So bring your questions to us. You can leave a review with your question or you can find us on social media and just let us know what you want us to talk about. Reviews are our favorite way because we always see those and we keep a list of any question that's in them and we love your reviews. They really help us out a lot. Yeah. All right. Thanks Jeannie and Kaylin. You guys added a lot and Thanks for your patience with us being a day late today. And shout out to Felicia and Tara Lynn. <laughs> so nice. And to find the magic. Yes. All right. Let's find the magic. <clears throat> me, 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 me. <laughs> Brown cows. <laughs>